0: Hello and welcome to the Michael Calderon Show. We're so glad you could join us. It's wonderful to be back online. And today's special guest, Belinda Stoner from Baby b Strings, And we're going to talk to her about her well-accomplished career, her music, and something new that has come about. Belinda, how are you?
1: Awesome. Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you so much for being here. You and I have worked together for many, many years. You as a musician, while I've been officiating at the ceremonies.
1: Yes, I've been so lucky to have met you and you even did uh, officiated our wedding.
0: That's true. I did get to officiate your wedding as well. How long has that been now?
1: Uh, Just over three years. We got really lucky that uh, it happened Early 2019, before the pandemic,
0: right? Could it's have been
1: it. Could have been a little, you know, very different outcome had we waited, you know, several more months.
0: That's true. Although it was outdoor, so I think we were practicing social distancing anyway.
1: Yeah, South Florida.
0: That's right. So let's let's start talking about your career and kind of how'd you get started. I mean, you are a very talented, talented musician. Oh, thank you. you're a great person. And they can go hand in hand.
1: I I would say really, my my mother really loves music. And so she always had music on and encouraged us to be involved, you know, even just singing uh, to Disney movies or in the car, you know, we were listening to like Simon and Garfunkel and the Beatles and Elvis. Um, but we, you know, as part of our academic um, academic life in Kansas, uh, we played piano uh, when I say we, me and my sister. We started on piano and then uh, took up violin when I was almost in fourth grade. Um, and I was just very fortunate that our our town that we grew up in uh, had a very strong support of the arts. And so I was always very um, heavily involved with that and I, I was in our youth symphony and I ended up coming to Miami for music school and I studied music business at Frost. Now it's called Frost and uh, just stayed. I fell in love with the city. I couldn't leave.
0: And and the city fell in love with you.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And so I've just been, uh, you know, building my career here, Um, freelancing, you know, uh, teaching, which I love to do uh, you meet so many cool people like yourself and see so many cool venues and work with amazing, talented people. Uh, and I, I just, I just love being here.
0: Okay. All right. So, so you finished the formal education program.
1: Yes. Yes. Uh, in the music school. So, uh, University of Miami is actually really cool that it has a fairly progressive music program. So you can study music engineering. If you wanna do you know, sound for live shows or recording studios or any of that, you can learn music business if you wanna be on the marketing side or do royalties and publishing or management. Um, you can learn uh, film scoring if you're into that or even uh, pop uh, commercial songwriting. Um, so you don't have to just do performance or uh education which is the more traditional route and so that's kind of one thing that really drew me to the school
0: oh okay yeah and and i know i know and this is probably something you wouldn't bring up on your own but i know that you have done a lot of charity events and done a lot of uh, musical events for nonprofits.
1: yeah and uh that was really eye-opening for me because you know, when you go to school and you study, they don't really talk about your audience and doing outreach, or at least when I went to school, uh, you know, that wasn't really emphasized. And so I was really just looking for opportunities to play, you know, kind of on, on a more grassroots level, a little bit less formal. And so I got invited by the Lotus House to do, uh, to play at some of their fundraisers. And I even played uh, four the the women and children residents uh that stay there and it's just it's a really different experience because one it's it's much more intimate they're very close to you as opposed to you being on a stage and people are out in the audience um but a lot of um a lot of people that have that i kind of took for granted had never really seen live music played like that you know whether it was violin or just classical music or, you know, even kind of in that capacity. So I don't know, it was just a very different experience. And that was the first time uh, this was probably in the, you know, mid to late 2000s. And I just really enjoyed it. So I always kept that in the back of my mind, you know, and I played at um, Jackson Hospital in the NICU, and that was a similarly cool experience to just have music in a in a non formal setting.
0: And, and I believe you also played, uh, when I was the chief operating officer at the Broward Partnership for the Homeless, I think you came and played for us at an yeah. event. Yeah,
1: yeah, that was really great, too. Just, yeah, all these kind of, it's, it's, that's the only way I can explain it. It's a different experience. I think people seem very appreciative, and uh, you just bring a different element to where you wouldn't normally think about there being music. Or at least right. live music.
0: Right. And, and especially, you know, to your point, to an audience that perhaps wouldn't normally have an opportunity to to be a part and actually see a live musician playing.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. de- definitely to that point, because uh, at the end of the day, music is about, you know, having a connection and making people feel a certain way, right? So. It doesn't matter if you are the richest person on Earth or if you don't have anything. We all just want to experience that side of humanity.
0: Right, right. And what would you say have been some of the highlights of your career? Because I know you have played (laughs) with some pretty big celebrities.
1: Yeah, I'm still riding on the high from, I guess it would have been two years ago, the Super Bowl happened in Miami. And I was very fortunate to be the you know the orchestra leader and the contractor for uh, Shakira's orchestra, so I got to play right. with Shakira. And We rehearsed with her for like you know two or three weeks, and all those dancers that behind her worked so hard, and it was cool just to see how that operation goes down because it's definitely a different way of um, of working than than most classically trained people are are used to.
0: Yeah, I mean. How many classically trained musicians, am I saying that correctly? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. classically trained musicians.
0: Okay. Um, Have had the opportunity that you've had, you know, Super Bowl with Shakira. I I mean, mean it's one
1: of the, it's, it's completely crazy because it's one of the biggest stages on, in the world, you know, aside from maybe like the World Cup, but they, They broadcast it all over the world. Um, And it's all, you know, do I dare say it's kind of like an informal holiday in America. Right. Even if you don't care about football, everyone gets together, has a party, watches the game, you know, has a good time. So, um, yeah, it was it was amazing. You know, for me, when I was a kid, I would watch the Super Bowl just to watch the halftime show because I didn't really care about football then. but. You know, I was just like, oh, who's playing? What's the show going to be? You know, so that was it was a really, really cool thing for me to be able to do.
0: OK, and um, have you had any other highlights that that match that or? <laughs>
1: I'll tell you, it, it's going to be really hard to top. I mean, I have some really cool things going on right now that I'll, I'll tell you in a second. But one thing that always stuck with me is that. I got to play in front of Paul McCartney and Lizzo and Jay Z and Beyonce, they all saw me play. And so to me, that's just like mind blowing, you know, how many people get to play for Paul McCartney and and they're watching you, you know? So just for me to take that in, like, I feel really blessed in that respect, but you know, upward and onward, we keep moving on. Now I'm working, um, on promoting our new, uh, this short film that I co-created with uh, an amazing animator called uh, named Carla Capralli and uh, Oscar Fuentes, who is also known as the Biscayne Poet. And uh, just kind of organically over the pandemic, we collaborated and made this short film that's, uh, it was just screened at the Miami Film Festival. It's been shown at a gallery in Finland london international short film festival so kind of it's been picking up a lot of success i mean I, it's it's very exciting because it's a new thing for me i've never been involved with anything like this
0: wow now that's quite a switch that's yeah that's quite a switch. That super
1: exciting from,
0: from music to co-creating a short film
1: yeah for sure and it's really cool because a lot of times in movies or films, the movie is made first and the screen right, uh, the screenplay and everything, and then you know, a composer comes in and you know writes a score to it. And this way, it was kind of reverse in that I had a recording, and then the Biscayne poet came and did some narration over it, and then the animation was to what we recorded. So I kind of think of it as a music video. I don't know if you would, you know, others would see it that way, but you know, me being a musician, it the music came first so i always kind of consider it a little bit like a music video
0: okay excellent and and i think you have a clip for us
1: yes so um since this is mostly audio i'm just going to play a little bit of the uh the music right here
2: The fire truck made a right turn on my street. I kept my distance behind it. I was wondering whose house was on fire. No smoke. One block, two blocks. There was an ambulance parked outside my house. I heard other sirens in the area. The fire truck stopped right in front of my house. I parked, got out, and asked one of the firefighters what was burning. He said, no fire. Just a Hispanic male found dead in his living room. What house? The yellow one, he said, pointing at my house. At that time, two paramedics walked out of my front door with a bed on wheels and a body inside a black bag. Wait! I screamed. I ran to take a look at the body inside the bag, my heart racing. I unzipped the bag. Slowly, I looked, and in slow motion, the memories of my life started playing in my mind's eyes. Sorry.
1: So that's just a little taste of what you will see uh, once we release the film. It's still making the rounds at uh, various film festivals, so uh, we won't formally release it until that's complete. It's called Light. You ended it right at the spot. I know. Well, we can't Talk give it all I away. Don't. Talk so, about a cliffhanger! Yeah. the The film was called Light. And uh, you can see the trailer and other uh, films that I've been working on at uh, www.babybeestrings.com uh, so yeah. slash, slash light.
0: So that's www.babybeestrings.com slash light. Yeah. Okay. Oh, we're definitely going to have to check that out. Now, of course, I want to see the rest of that, yeah, of that right? film. you left me hanging on the cliff here
1: i know can't give it all away now
0: now if i remember weren't you also involved in a book
1: yes so this is kind of an ongoing project called musical fairy tales uh it's kind of peter in the wolf style in that we use um different stories like three little pigs rumble Stillskin uh of that sort and uh, we pair it with different pieces of classical music so kind of the one that we've been working the hardest on right now is called the three little pigs answer beethoven five so it's beethoven's fifth symphony paired with the three little pigs wow so so you hear pieces of symphony and it 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 acts as like a soundtrack to underscore the story we all know the three little pigs
0: yeah (laughs) right it's
1: very, it's very educational in nature. But um, when I was a kid, I I watched a lot of like um, Tom and Jerry and
0: one of my favorites.
1: Yeah, Tom and Jerry and Bugs Bunny even did this. And you can even think of Fantasia in this, where they would take a classical piece, right? And then they'd put a cartoon to it. So when you're a kid, you're just like, oh, this is a funny cartoon, but you watch it so many times that you know the piece. And later I realized like, oh, that's really like a like a, a real concerto or an etude or an opera, right? And so by then you already know the piece. That's kind of the concept behind it. You're learning, but like in a really different kind of fun way.
0: Wow. And, and, and I know with, with the musical fairy tales, you guys were doing like readings at different places, weren't you?
1: Yeah, so our our first performance was at the Prez Art Museum. And I apologize,
0: because this is all from memory.
1: No, no, for sure, for sure. Um, We, yeah, this has been quite several years now, uh, considering the pandemic's already been like two years. (laughs) Right. Um, But we did, you know, the Miami-Dade Public Library downtown um, a few times, which was really cool, because obviously, you know, it's storytelling in a library, but with music. We did a family fun day at the Prez Art Museum in downtown Miami, which was cool. Uh, we did the Miami Book Fair several years back. So, you know, it's kind of interesting to be um, a musician in in more literary world, right? Because I'm already in the music world. It's fine. I love it. It's great. But to kind of collaborate and, and mix uh, disciplines is, is neat. And actually, that's how okay. I met. That's how I met Oscar Fuentes, the Biscayne poet that narrated on on the short film. That was kind of uh, how we met and our first working together.
0: Wow, right. and and it's it's been very successful.
1: Yeah, we hope to keep doing more stories. We do have some versions in Spanish too. Uh, so our our narrator is uh, his name is Oscar Bustillo, and he's Cuban American. And so he was able to obviously uh, do the stories in Spanish as as well. Um, Yeah, uh, those are all available for free on YouTube. Uh, I believe it's youtube.com slash strings. But I'm sure you can also just go to musicalfairytales.com and download those for free. Um, Yeah, so you can have those for your kids to listen to or adults too. That's fine.
0: (laughs) That's great. Musicalfairytales.com. Yes. Okay. And, and let's talk about your family, background.
1: My father was, was from Southeast China, and my mom's from Hong Kong. But really, my father kind of immigrated as, I guess, what would have then been a refugee when he was like a teenager to Hong Kong. So we really kind of consider you know we speak cant they spoke cantonese at home um and so my father was part of a wave of chinese immigrants that came to uh san francisco in the 60s i believe no the late 70s yeah in the 70s and um yeah eventually he ended up in kansas someone introduced him to my mother and then that's how we ended up in kansas <laughs> <laughs>
0: So your mom was living in Kansas at the
1: time? No, she lived in Canada. She got set up some like her cousin, I believe, was my my dad's friend. And and she was like, you should come meet this, meet this guy, you know. And so she convinced my dad, uh, my mom to come down from Canada to come meet my dad. Wow. They hit it off and we ended up in Kansas and they opened a restaurant together. So I grew up in a restaurant.
0: Chinese
1: restaurant, presumably. Yes. Yes, it was Chinese. <laughs> I always tell people and it was McDonald's. Are- no, it's not.
0: Yeah, right. And, and you are fluent in Cantonese.
1: Oh, I wish. Um, when you grow up in Kansas, there's not a lot of Chinese people around to talk to. My my mom used to say that we would go to Hong Kong for like a few weeks at a time when I'm younger, when I was younger and I would come back speaking just like only Chinese. And then right. eventually, you know, you lose it. Um, that being said, my parents always spoke Cantonese at home. So I do understand it at, you know, maybe like a grade school level. You know, I could watch Papa Pig and fairly, you know, understand most everything that they say in Cantonese. But okay. <laughs> uh, speaking is much more difficult if you've ever tried it. You know, um, it is challenging. I would like to learn. I had enough
0: it. of a challenge trying to order Chinese food. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's on my bucket list. Get get better at Chinese.
0: <laughs> but, you know, I remember, I remember first meeting you, and I certainly don't remember how long it's been, but it's been, as this generation would say, it's been a minute. <laughs> yes. It's been a long time. It's been years, years. And um, I can remember us talking one of the first times, and, you know, I always ask people, where they're from because i I don't you know it's hard to find people in florida that are like originally from florida
1: yeah they're like unicorns
0: (laughs) right and and i remember you saying kansas and i remember following up with the question of something along the lines like is there a big chinese community in kansas
1: no but it's kind of funny because now, my mother has retired to Nevada, and she has kind of an enclave of Chinese people from Kansas that have retired in Nevada.
0: <laughs> really?
1: It's not huge, but it's more than you would think. It's it's really bizarre. I'm sure there's still wow. loads of Chinese people in Kansas, and probably more now than there were when I was growing up. But uh, yeah, far and few between. <laughs> so,
0: that's right. Your family doesn't have the restaurant anymore. Yeah. No, Okay. Okay.
1: We've all retired. We've all moved to warmer climates.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, um, what else would you, would you want us to know about your career or, or even about Belinda personally?
1: Oh, that's a tough question. I don't know. That's a very loaded question. Um, it is, right? Yeah, I don't know. I guess yeah. just check. I was going to say
0: just
1: uh, just check us out at com. You know, we're always doing new things, uh, trying to change perceptions of what people might think violin or classical music is or can be or should be. What were you going to say?
0: Well,
1: yeah, well, I, I was
0: going to say, first of all, um, you're a very humble and modest person, so uh, that's why I, I gotta I have to toot your horn for. Oh, you.
1: thank you. Keep going, keep going.
0: <laughs> because, because, you know you you've done amazing. You're a very talented musician. I recommend you all the time. Um, and it's always a pleasure working with you. You're always pleasant to work with. and you know i've I've never heard you say no whether it was to help play something at a charity event, whether it was coming on my show, you know, you you always step up to the plate and you always do the right thing.
1: Oh, thank you.
0: You know, and, and, and those are really admirable qualities. And, you know, I have learned over the years, um, to really have a great deal of respect uh, for musicians, whether whether they're classically trained or other musicians. There's a great deal of talent, but there's a great deal of practice and training and education that goes into what you do. And I think people take that for granted. And I don't think they take it for granted intentionally, I think they just don't
1: know. Yeah, thanks for recognizing that because um, a lot of times the and this is like music in general and performance in general, you know, even in sports, where a lot of times you just see the end result, and you might just be performing like a two minute song. But the amount of rehearsal and practice that went into executing that two minutes is probably like hours on, on end. Right. So part of our job as practice is to make it look easy. And and you might think like, well, I'm just paying for like two minutes. No, you're actually working for the years and probably decades of practice and dedication to lead you to that point to be able to execute that.
0: Right. Right. And and, and that's just, you know, it makes me think to um, I forget who said it, but um, It has held true, particularly, you know, in in the wedding industry with a lot of the professionals that, you know, I work with. And, you know, sometimes you're talking to a potential client and you tell them, you know, what the fee is going to be. And how often have you heard like, well, you're just playing for 30 minutes.
1: Yeah, but... 30 minutes is not a long time. If you're taking a nap, it's a really long time. If you're trying to hold your breath or go running. So time is
2: very relative,
1: right? Yeah. That's the yeah. first thing. But like you said, you know, like there, you know, people just don't know how much preparation and time goes into executing it.
0: Absolutely. And, and the one thing I heard some time ago, which is a really true statement. And that is, if it takes me 30 minutes to do a great job, it's because it took me years of practice and experience. You owe me for the years, not the minutes.
1: Yeah, that's a really good point. I think also, mm-hmm. if you talk to most professional musicians, um, even if they weren't really formally trained, they've been doing it long enough that they could have gone to medical school. So if you're willing to pay a ton of money to you know have heart surgery or something, and I'm not trying to belittle you know doctors or anything, but I'm just saying that like i I've been doing this since pretty much since I was five, maybe not at the level that I am now, but you know, I would I've had that many years of experience under my belt to warrant you know what what you're paying for
0: absolutely yeah and then some exactly (laughs) and then some
1: plus the fact Um, that time time is a resource that nobody can get more of so
0: you know that's true whether you have money or not you can't buy more time time
1: waits for no one
0: amen (laughs) and um what are some of the things that are still on Belinda's
1: bucket list. I would like to travel to Easter Island. It seems amazing. I've never been to South America. Uh, there's a whole list of skills that I would like to learn or get better at. I have a very long list of confectionery that I would like to bake or make. Um, so I don't, I don't really sit still well, you know, I always have a new interest and I always want to do more things. I'd rather do things than not do things if I can help it. So, right, I could go on forever.
0: <laughs> okay, so so there's still a fair amount, a fair amount of things on your bucket
1: list. Yes,
0: that you need, and, you and I'm too. sure I will
1: keep keep adding to it. You know, I'll find new books that I want to read. I'll find new hobbies that I want to pursue, new skills I want to improve. So, I'm just a quite a curious person.
0: Okay. And, and do you find yourself like in a circle always with musicians or, or are there people in your circle that are not musicians?
1: No, definitely a lot of not musicians. I mean, there are, you know, a lot of my friends are also my colleagues. I'm very fortunate that I have friends that I've met that are very good at inviting other people. To their circle. so you know, uh, when we get together, you're always meeting someone new, and uh, my husband is not a musician, so that helps as well. And uh, yeah, every you know, I'm I like meeting new people, as I'm sure you do also. You know,
0: absolutely, absolutely, yeah. And and what are some of the some of the upcoming kind of short term projects for you?
1: Well. Uh, I am working with uh, a man named Mark Magellan. He is, uh, I believe, the head of humanities. Don't quote me on that. At Miami Dade College, but he's also a guitarist and a wonderful person and super talented. And we are doing some kind of classical music remixes. I can't quite give it away, and it's not quite fully developed yet, but uh, we'll hopefully become a some... good I know it's always i've got like 10 irons in the fire so okay. uh you'll you'll know when it when it comes out
0: <laughs> okay yeah okay and how about long-term goals uh
1: you know we'll see what happens i think the film thing will continue to do more films i know at least Carla Capralli is uh working on a four-part project with ulite arts um so she has invited us back to work on one of those films, um, and uh, musical fairy tales. We have like uh, two or three other stories in the works, so you know those will continue on and and hopefully be successful as well.
0: All right. And uh, do you think you'll ever get a chance to uh, to play with Shakira again?
1: Oh, I hope so. If only she would have us back, <laughs> or uh, you know any other artists. I just, uh, collaboration is always fun, you know, especially if it's of a different genre. So if she would love to have us back, I will be the first one to, you know, I'll be the first one in
0: line. Would you say that classical music can pretty much fit in anywhere?
1: Yeah, for sure. And I think the the term classical music is... Should be more broad than maybe some people think it is. You know, obviously it's Beethoven and Mozart, but, you know, if you think about the soundtrack to uh, Jurassic Park or Indiana Jones or Star Wars, like they still have orchestras behind them. So is that like neoclassical music? You know, that's kind of up for debate if you want to add that into that category. Uh, I know that Gnarls Barkley, which is like CeeLo Green and, and, um, Danger Mouse, that collaboration, they would always have like a small orchestra behind them. You know, so Bjork uh, Bjork was just in Miami like several weeks ago and she had an orchestra behind her. So, you know, it just kind of depends what you categorize as as classical music, right? Just because it's played with a violin or a cello, does that make it classical
0: music? I don't know. That's a good question. I, I never thought of it that way, but I guess if I see if I see an orchestra um, and and it's my own ignorance because I'm not a scholar as it relates to music. Um, you know, I think of classical music when I see classical musicians. but the reality is, even with you know a lot of the the screenplays and and uh, and different movies, you know the the actual Music that's been played has been more modern or, you know, a different, a different, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I guess we could say a different genre. Yeah. Different genres, right? Over time.
1: When my string quartet plays uh, Nirvana or Bon Jovi or Cindy Lauper, is that classical music? not actually but kind of so yeah it yeah. could you could reinvent it and it can be anywhere where anywhere that music belongs right yeah. i always tell people classical music is actually all around you if you know what it is or where to find it even the the ice cream truck down the street is usually playing like furry release by beethoven right yeah so uh, even ringtones often are like a Mozart, uh, based on Mozart or, or Bach. So it's, it really That's is everywhere.
0: everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. See, now I'm going to have a, a even different perspective now. Yeah. On music.
1: Yeah. Or also in, in car commercials a lot, or, you know, sports commercials or any, you know.
0: And I, I guess it's safe to say that there really is... Um, The two are separate in terms of classical music and classical musicians.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just a style, right? So I would say that uh, that's why I always say we're classically trained, not necessarily that we're classical musicians, but we grew up playing um, a certain style of music and with certain uh, rules and standards that are traditional to the genre. But, you know, like I said, we play a lot of rock music, pop music, jazz music as well. Um, Yeah, so that's kind of we're crash genre in that way, I suppose you could say.
0: Um, Anything else you want to let our listeners know?
1: That you're the best efficient and they should always hire you for their wedding or anything that needs officiating.
0: Thank you. I appreciate that.
1: Thanks for having me on. This is really special.
0: Well, thank you. Thank you so much for accepting the invite. I know particularly nowadays, um, time is a commodity that that we really don't have. You know, I, I, I thought it would, um, it might take a little longer to get you on the show, um, you know, but um
1: now that we can do it from the comfort of our own home or office that's true that's true the world is our oyster
0: that's true that's true and and i hope that i hope that you'll come back regularly and, and and give us updates um i i think i think once the uh the listeners you know have an opportunity those who who haven't tuned in yet have an opportunity to hear this interview i think people are going to really want to learn more about Belinda.
1: Well, thank you. It's been a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. And and again, I want to give out uh, your website, which is www.babybeestrings.com. And uh, you can, you can listen to music. Um, Can they download from your site?
1: Uh, From musical fairy tales dot com. They can download the the stories and music. I think on my website it's just streaming. Um, okay. There's videos and and things, but I think most people like to stream these days. It doesn't bog okay. down
0: their device. And certainly, if they're if they're preparing an event, whether it's a wedding, a funeral, a life celebration, memorial, baptism, any type of event, corporate event, uh, and you want the best of the best, then you will definitely get in touch with the
1: Call baby B.
0: That's it. I love it. And thank you again for, for coming on the show. And uh, we never did get an answer to that question about one thing that you would want the listeners to know. I thought I'd give it one more shot and visit back on that.
1: Life's too short not to eat good food.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, you're not going to get an argument from me on that one. Thank you so much. I love it. And again, thank you. Thank you for taking the time to, uh, to come on the show.
1: No problem. Thank you.
0: And to our listeners, I want to thank you for tuning in. If you want to listen to a past show, you can certainly uh, look up the Michael Calderon show on Anchor, Spotify, and iTunes and listen to previous shows. If you have an idea for a show, send me a message and uh, and let's see if we can make it happen. Uh, I'm, I'm working on another uh, special guest that's going to be coming on um, later in the week uh, for another great show. So we thank you so much for tuning in to the Michael Calderon show.